Welcome to the Fastic Feel Good Podcast. Today's guest is Kelvin Davis. When I first started, I would say I didn't get as much love as I do now. I started off with like a lot of people, you know, telling me to take all these like diet pills and to try to lose weight and all this stuff. And my, my whole point to them was that I don't really want to lose weight. Right now, I just want to feel confident in the body that I have. Kelvin is a body positive activist, as well as an author. His book is called Notoriously Dapper, How to Be a Gentleman with Manners, Style and Body Confidence. So today we're going to talk about body acceptance, fasting and how the two can come together and help you feel your best. Really glad to have you here, Kelvin. Hey, it's a pleasure to, it's, it's, it's a pleasure to be be here, man. Yeah, thanks again for taking the time to be here today. Definitely looking forward to talking about body positivity to you. I know that tackling the mental aspect of health and the motivation behind why a person starts a health journey is so important. I've been there myself and I've learned a lot over the years and that's why we try to address it in our app and in everything we do at Fastix. So maybe to start off for everyone listening, what does it actually mean to be body positive? Uh, what it means to be body positive is to know that your body is good enough the way that it actually is. And, you know, to not judge others based off of how they actually look, right? So it's like, if we were to look at somebody that's bigger, right? A lot of people would be like, oh, they're, un they're unhealthy or they're out of shape or they're this or they're that. But there's people that are bigger than people that may be smaller and they may be healthier than, than the actual person that's smaller. And it's like, you know, Here in America, a lot of people do a lot of judging based off of how somebody looks. And a lot of, you know, medical research is done based off of like how somebody looks and not actually taking in account that there's like professional football players that weigh 300 pounds, but they have great physical condition. And then you may have somebody that is like weighs 120 pounds and they're not in good shape in, in any way. Right. So. To be body positive, to, it means to accept people as they actually are. And people get it twisted because people think that body positivity is only for women. And I have a saying that I, that, that I have a lot. It is body positivity is for everybody, every race, every gender, every sex, every religion, and every sexual orientation, right? It does not discriminate in any way. So that's what body positivity is to me, okay. you know? Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 100%. Like, uh, I think it's, it's beautiful to, to just see like, yeah, acceptance of your own body um, is, is so important, right? And helping people to build confidence to feeling good within themselves. Like obviously if they want to change things for themselves and um, for better health, if yeah. they don't feel healthy, that's, that's totally fine. But exactly. changing for society isn't right. Like this, exactly. is, this is so so important to to know i, I yeah. agree with you like what, what's your personal story kelvin like why did you get into 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 this area uh, yeah. of work so um you know my entire life i've always been like a bigger kid and you know i've always you know i've always been into fashion always been in into art so it's like for me every time i saw like a fashion ad or every time i saw something that involved fashion I always saw like the same skin tone and like the same body type, right? And it was like, I didn't realize until I got older how much that affected me um, to the point where in high school, I wanted like colored 
contacts in my eyes because I felt like having blue eyes was like the beautiful was like the beauty standard, right? It was like everybody adored blue eyes. Everybody wanted blonde hair, this and that. So it was like, for me, I like went as far as getting colored contacts to change my eye color just so I could feel some sort of like beauty, right? And I think back during those times and it was because there was so much of like a media and so much of a social emphasis on fair skin and light eyes that like that was the standard of beauty, and me being like a dark skinned chubbier kid, I didn't feel be, 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 uh, I didn't feel like cute. I didn't feel like worthy. I didn't feel like I looked great, right? So it was around like 2011 when I got my first teaching job and uh, I was getting some new clothes to like, you know, look good and feel good in. And I remember being uh, pub publicly body shamed by one of the sales uh, people there. I asked for a larger size. And she told me there wasn't any larger sizes there. And I was like, well, can you check online? Or maybe, maybe there's like another, another store I can check it out. And uh, she was like, well, maybe you're just too big to shop here. And that was like mm. my first time as like a grown man being like, yeah. damn, like that, that kind of hurt my feelings. Right. And it's crazy because it's like I was all, I mean, I was like a grown man. Like I had just had my first daughter. I had like my first teaching job. I had graduated from college, you know, and all these things were going right for me. But inside, I didn't feel good, you know? And I felt like, you know, this feeling, it just wouldn't go away. It was like insecurity. It was a lack of confidence. I was questioning a lot of things about how I looked and wanted to change things. Um, and I, did, I was just at a very unhealthy mental state. So I decided, I was like, you know, people need, especially men, they need a place, a safe place where they can come and talk about mental health, body image, all these things, right? So I was like, I've always wanted to start a fashion blog because I've always been into fashion and I love taking photos. I love colors. I love art. I love the art of it. I was like, maybe I can combine all of them and just like make like a body positive fashion blog. And lo and behold it, like two months later, no Torsi Dapper was born and the rest is history. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Credit, credit to you. I, I was listening to, to your audio book myself and I'm really loving it so far. It's like it's giving me a whole new outlook on life and so much inspiration. So yeah, yeah credit, credit on that. And um, I just, I, I remember, I remember that story actually. I think um, shout out to your friend as well who, yeah. who actually wanted to give the clothes back um, to the store, right? Yeah. He was so disappointed because he didn't realize how much it hurt me until we got in the car and I was like very quiet and he was like, oh man. And that's when you know like you have a good male yeah. friend is when like a male friend Definitely. can talk to you about how you feel because they can see that visibly you aren't the same person at that moment. You know, instead of telling you things like, oh, man up or like get over it or grow up, you know, like. He yeah, like understood yeah. like there was a level of empathy there, you know, and I would never forget that day. Like I was so shocked when he was like, do you want me to go return mine? Because I'll go back in there and be like, hey, you body shame my friend. Like, I don't want these clothes. I don't want to shop here. Like, give me my money back. And I was like, no, nah, man, like keep it, keep it, keep your clothes. I'll be fine. You know, and yeah, you know, it's always nice to have a good friend that's in your corner that can 
do that? Uh, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, stories like that, they obviously have a big, big um, trigger point in your life uh, or in lot of, lots of people's life, lives. Yeah. You obviously turned it around to the positive. Now you're in inspiring so many people out there. Like, how does that feel to you? It feels great. You know, it started off uh, when I first started, I would say I didn't get as much love as I do now. I started off with like a lot of people, you know, telling me to take all these like diet pills and to do all these crazy, insane like things to try to lose weight and all this stuff. And my my whole point to them was that I don't really want to lose weight. I want to feel confident, you know? Yes. And if I have to lose weight for like health reasons, of course, I'm going to like do whatever I need to actually do to make that change. But right now, I just want to feel confident in the body that I have, you know, and that was the whole point of me, you know, starting the whole blog. So as far as like now, though, it's like completely changed. It's like I rarely get any hate. I get all the love. And it's like so crazy how like it's changed from around 2012, early 2013 to like now where I've, you know, kind of like developed this thick skin from being like this social media personality, right? So over the years, it's almost like eight years of me doing this, I've developed this like thick skin. I've developed, you know, how to like, yeah. how to just roll off with the comments. And I've learned how to like take those compliments and turn them into like, you know, things where like people would always say how like they love my smile. So I started to smile more in a lot of my, in like a lot of my pictures where, you know, I tried like, I tried to exude all the true happiness and feelings that I actually feel. So I can like exude that to other people. So other people can be like, you know what, I'm going to be happy, you know, because like Pitbull says, you know, any day above ground is a good day, you know? Yeah, I no, I, I totally understand that. And that's just the thing, right? With social media nowadays, there's so many comments. I, I especially for, for kids and for teenagers, I just think it's like um, it can be so dangerous, right? Because they, sure. they have to get used to how to handle that. And I hope that a lot of parents out there will teach their kids in future how to go about comments like that and not let it affect them. You know, you've got so many young girls wanting to look like models because of exactly. that or boys thinking they need to have ripped abs, right? Because yeah. that's how the ideal picture is being um, put out there or the, yeah, beauty, the ideal beauty, what media definition is just can be so dangerous, right? Exactly. Like, what, what do you think about the social construct of, of beauty? Like, especially now with, with social media just being part of our daily life. Yeah. Um, you know, I have pros and cons about it, right? Because you have a lot of people that are on social media that are challenging the beauty standards that are kind of like me that are like, you know, paving a way for everybody to feel confident. Right. But then you have yeah. the other side of it where it's like, you have a lot of teens, a lot of people in their early twenties that feel this unreasonable guilt and this unreasonable feeling to fit this like unrealistic standard of beauty that like doesn't exist in like human life. Right. And that's the sad thing for me. Cause it's like, you have so many people that are doing the opposite but so many people that are doing, you know, the thing that like is encouraging people to change their body gets, quote unquote, more popularity on social media. Right. So like you have people that will, you know, alter their bodies in like photos or like, you know, add these different things and like Photoshop things. And people think it's real. And it's like, dude, that's yeah. not real life. That's not how they look. That's not how they are every single day. 
And we, I get it. Like it's social media. Everybody posts their highlights. I mean, even me, like I don't post a picture of me crying. I mean, I do, I do cry. I do get upset. But I do get mad, but you know, I only post the happy side of me because I post the, I post the highlights. Right. So it's like with everybody, we all post our highlights. So everybody has to like take in, into account that like this person that's on the beach, they're posting, you know, during their best moment. They're not posting after they, after they like, after they had a burger and fries and, you know, and, you know, and chilling, like, you know, this is like post, I mean, this is like pre-meal. This is like, you know, so it's like everybody (laughs) has to like put that into their head and be like, you know, this isn't real. And it's hard for like teenagers to like see that. But, like, that's why I love, like, going to schools and talking to kids about body image and love talking to, you know, kids in general about life and how, like, you know, this thing of life works and how perseverance works and how, you know, overcoming struggles works and, you know, like, self-worth, you know, is worth it. And, you know, loving your actual self and, you know, pushing yourself to, to like, a limit will pay off in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, so you go to schools actually and educate children. I do. Yeah, yeah. So I usually go to middle schools and high schools, and I'll talk about like body image. Um, I used to be an actual t- t- teacher, so I taught art from for eight years. I taught two years in high school and six years in in middle school. Um, but I've been okay, doing cool. this full time now since 2018. But ever since I stopped teaching, you know, I've gotten like inquiries from like all kind of schools um you know administrators principals being like you know we love your platform we would love for you to come and speak to this class about economics or how to manage money or about body image about this about that so i go and i talk talk to kids about everything from body image to economics to um really learning how to be your true authentic self you know which is wow. really hard to do yeah. when you're in high school and you're so subject to how everybody feels about you right yeah, yeah. And, and you're finding yourself right it's, it's such a that's such a big topic and you addressed it just then and i think that's that's so important it's just about like self-love right exactly and loving who you are like i mean we're all we all have different body types and are individual. That's what makes the world so beautiful in my eyes, at least. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's connecting with yourself. And of course, as a teen, yeah. this, is, this is, can be so difficult because you're just finding, finding yourself. But yeah. I think for adults as well, like maybe you've got some advice for people starting their journey of self-love and of acceptance. Yeah, of course. I mean, my biggest thing about self-confidence and self acceptance is people that generally can't find it in their body, they have to find something else that they are confident in, right? So let's say, for instance, you're like really good at braiding hair, or you're really good at cooking, you're really good at doing art, you're really good at planting, right? So it's about finding confidence in what your body can do for you, rather than how your body looks. Because it's feel like if you can find confidence in what your body can do for you and what your mind can do for you, then it's easier for you to eventually find that body confidence. Because you're like, you know, I wouldn't be able to do this if my hands didn't allow me to. You know, I wouldn't be able to do this. I wouldn't be able to be a marathon runner if my legs didn't allow me to do this. If like, you know, so there's like things that people are great at that they have to accept and 
They have to be like, you know, I'm really good at playing video games. You know, I'm really good at helping other people. I'm really good at making uh, different drinks, you know, like it's anything, right? So everybody has to find confidence in something and then that will lead you onto your journey of body confidence. For me, it was fashion, right? It was like, no matter how good somebody looks in a room, there could be the best looking guy, the most in-shape guy, the most muscular guy, the most tall guy, the most athletic guy, but nobody, and I mean nobody in this room, will outdress me. And that was my, <laughs> and that, and that was my confidence. Like that was like, yeah. that was my boost, right? It was like, y'all may be, you know, you may jump higher, you know, you may be able to beat me up. You may be able to do this. You may be able to do that. But I tell you one thing, you can't wear this outfit. <laughs> I, I, like, I like that i like yeah. that and, th and that's the thing right at the end of the day you just have to find your own style in it can be clothing it can be in general like who are you like and what are exactly. you cool with right like yeah let other let other people do them and you do you right like exactly that and, and you you said something about empathy as well and i think that's that's just so I would like to bring this up again because I just think empathy is key, right? Accepting your body and accepting who you are as a person. Of course. But accepting others too, right? And yes. this is something what you just bring across in your book as well, what I just find so so great. Like empathy has probably like played a big role in your life too, right? For sure. Yeah. Like um, I don't know if you've gotten too to the part, but my dad, my I was in high school at the time. And my mom wanted a Diet Coke and my dad had to go get gas anyways. So we went to like a convenience store and my dad got gas and then he got my mom a Diet Coke. And there was a guy there who was with his daughters. His car had ran out of gas and he actually had spent so much money at the fair with, the, with his daughters that he did, didn't have enough money to get gas to take his daughters back home, right? So he's asking people for money, all these things. Everybody's like, you know, shooing him away and stuff, right? And my dad overhears him, you know, telling the story and stuff. And my dad, bless him, like he just has like the heart of gold. He went up to the guy, you know, was like, hey, man, I heard your story. Like, I have kids, like the fair's around. Like, I, I just took both of my kids to the to the to." The, to the fair and, you know, I know how much it costs and, you know, da, da, da. So my dad actually helped him put his car in neutral, pushed it to a okay. gas pump and pumped oh, nice. him a full tank of gas. And the guy was like, hey, can I pay you back? Like, what's your number? Da, da, da. My dad was like, look, have a great night. Enjoy your time. Get home safe. That's the best thing you, you can do for me is to get home safe. And well. I've never, I mean, I never seen a grown man cry. That was my first time in high school seeing a grown man cry. Like he literally was crying. And I was oh, like sitting yeah. in the car and I'm like, what did my dad say to the two to this man? Like, why is he crying? Right. So my dad comes in the car, he tells me the story, and I'm like, oh my God. And I was just like, I hope one day I'm in the position to do that. And fast forward to 2000 and I think it was 2016, um, my, my ex-wife was doing yard work and there was a guy whose car broke down about four streets over from our house. He was walking around with a gas can 
asking people for money to see like if he could just get get some gas in like a gas can to fill up his car. And my wife like came in, my ex-wife came in and she goes, hey, there's a guy that's outside. He's being really weird. Like he's asking for money. He keeps bothering me. I'm like, okay, let me handle it. So I go out there. He tells, he tells, he tells me a story. He's like, everybody has been shooing me away. It's like hundred degrees outside. It's like in the middle of summer, he's sweating. I can, I can tell he's like frustrated. I'm like, look, bet, say less, get in my car. I'm going to take you to go get gas, okay? After you put gas in your car, meet me back at the gas station, and I'll get more gas for you, right? So we go to his truck. He puts, uh, I get the gas for him. He puts the gas in the thing. I'm like, meet me at this gas station here. He pulls up. I give him a full tank of, tank of gas, and it was like a sense of deja vu, right? It was like the nice. guy was like, yeah. what can I do for you, da-da-da? And I just had like this flashback of like when my dad did this. And I was like, you know what? There's nothing you can do, you know? I just want you to have a great day. And that full circle moment for me felt so whole because it was like, it was like the true definition of what your parents teach you, you apply it yeah. to your life, right? And it was like the exact situation where it's like, I saw my dad do this, so I'm going to do this. Whereas like some people have been taught the opposite, right? Like they've been taught to ignore strangers or to never help people out or to do this, to do that, right? So, you know, and those were, all, and those were the people that rejected him. But then it was almost like the universe was like, you know what, I got you. I'm going to put you in this guy's house and he's going to help you. And yeah, I feel like that story itself was like the true definition of the power of what teaching other people good things can actually do. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, uh, I definitely am with you on that one. And I think it's just like, like spreading love, like, um, or I'm hoping just like in your case, your, your father showed you how to do it and you're passing it on now. Let's hope the guy who, who you gave gas to next time he sees someone who, who needs help, then he will help as well, right? And that's just exactly. all about showing love. And that's that's where what I meant as well is like you have to love yourself to love to love someone else, right? This yeah. this was a, a term from your book as well, like exactly. love uncondition love uncondition. Yeah, like this was a phrase. There it is. You, you you had you like yeah, I, I love that one. Yeah. So that's that's your own term. Maybe what's what's the story behind that one? Love unconditional. So whenever I was young, um, my mom's sister used to always say, I love you unconditionally. But we were so young that like we couldn't say the full words. So we would always be like, unconditionally. And she would, and like, we would always be like, unconditionally. So that was our like nice. term for being like, I love you. And she would like, unconditionally. We were like, unconditionally, auntie. I love you unconditionally. So that was like our term of like, I love you like unconditionally, you, you, you know? And still till till this day, she still says it. Like, she still will be like, love you, unconditionally. I'd be like, unconditionally, auntie. You know, so, yeah, it's like one of those terms where, like, I've coined and, you know, maybe I should make a t-shirt or something. I don't know, but I'll... <laughs> Yeah, why why not? Like, yeah. uh, it's it, it stuck with me because yeah. I, I just like it and I found the story so cute. And I mean, it's that, and that's the thing. Like, in in love or with coming back to to our topic as well. Like, there's been a lot of discussion around the topic, loving yourself and being body positive and better health. Does that coexist or is there a difference there? How, how, what's your view on that? No, they definitely co 
exist. Like you can't be, for me personally, you can't be body positive and treat your body like shit. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah, people say things like, well, you can be body positive and I'm like, okay, yeah, but you can be body, body positive at any weight. You can be body positive at any height, but you cannot be body positive and unhealthy because you're treating your body not positively. The whole point of being body positive is not only accepting your body for the way it is and how it looks, but it's treating your body with respect, treating your body with self-worth, treating your body with love, you know, and filling your body up with things that is going to harm it is not necessarily the best body positive thing to actually do, right? And for me, you know, putting good things in your body, drinking water, like eating fruits, eating vegetables, eating good meats, eating, you know, it's okay to like eat, you know, junk food every now and then, of course, like we're all human, right? But yeah. you have to take into account that if you do that every day, you know, you're not going to feel good physically and you're not going to feel good mentally. And that's going to affect your overall mental and physical health. And you're going to drop in body confidence because your mind's not right. Your body's not right. Things aren't lining up right. You know, so to be body positive, you have to be in a healthy state of mind and a healthy state of body. And you have to be in a positive state of mind and a positive state of body. And it doesn't matter what size you are. People get this twisted. They're like, but I'm like, it doesn't matter what size you are because you can be six, four, 300 pounds and eat healthy and have body confidence and have all these things. And you can be, you know, six, one and be, you know, a hundred 30 pounds and eat shit all day and not be body confident. It has nothing to do with size, you know? Yeah. And that's yeah, the definitely. thing. I feel like a lot of people with body positivity always try to like manipulate it. They try to like twist it and try to like form it to like their own thing to make themselves feel better. When the actual definition of body positivity is being positive that your body is good enough and treating your body positively. That's the whole point. Right. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. And this is just something what I've seen um, a few times now as well in, in comments, what, what I've seen under some posts. And I just find it a shame, right? Because like you said yourself, like it's treating your body positively and just showing you that love, like the goal in my eyes, at least should be to be happy, whatever that is in your definition, exactly. and to live healthy so you can have a long, long life. Right. Yes. And, and this can only work. You don't have to have a six pack for that, but you have to obviously pay attention on, on for, for some, yeah, some given things you just can't change. Like for example, eating healthy now and then. And that does not mean you, you're not allowed to have a pizza or a burger, right? Exactly. It's just that you, you pay attention to it. And I think it's down to education. Like, um, in, in 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 a big part as well like for me as well i i had times when i was younger when i had a certain lifestyle and if i look back right now it was i, I was just not educated enough on certain topics and i would just that's why i find it so good that you go go out in these schools and and do that work because i think it's just about like bringing that education to the kids to the people out there this is what we're trying to do with fasting as well so for everyone sure. finds a lifestyle what fits to them like not going for a crash diet but actually changing their life to what they want and what they need and yeah, yeah that's, that's just it's so 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 beautiful like if, if you understand that for for yourself right yeah. like to just to live a life where you feel good within your body and health healthy so exactly I, I know that you've you've recently you had though you've been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes right that that, but, that is right and you know 
for me, that was my wake-up call, right? Yeah. That was my whole, like, holy shit. I do not want to be on meds for the rest of my life. I do not want to get my foot amputated. I do not want to go blind. I do not want to have any of these physical issues that come along with this, right? So my whole thing was, how can I reverse this? How can I take better care of myself for my daughters, for my life, for my career, for everything, right? Because it's like, if I don't take care of this, my daughters aren't going to have a father. People aren't going to have a person to you know, make them feel good about them, about, about who they are, right? So for me, you know, it was more than just about me at that moment. I, it, it was about yeah. how do I change this for my actual self? Because I don't want to be on medicine every day, you know? Like, I don't want to take pills every day and just code no, it and not. just, you know, I, I, I don't want to do that. I'd rather make lifestyle changes that I can do permanently that can help me in the long run. So at the time that I was diagnosed, I was 258 pounds, right? And I felt healthy. I felt fine. I felt confident. I felt good, right? But when I was diagnosed with that type 2 diabetes, it didn't even correlate to me about... Because when you think of people that have type 2, you think of people that eat candy all all day long, people that only eat sugar, people that are like severely overweight or this or that, like you think of so many different physical conditions. But then when I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like, I thought my body was fine. I was feeling good. I felt like I looked good. But on the inside, my body was like, we're not doing too well. We're not doing great. You're not making the right choices. That's why we have this type 2 diabetes now. It's up to you to try to change this. If not, this thing is going to run its course and we can't, and we can't, you know, we, we can't promise you it's not going to kill you. We can't promise you it's not going to lead to like a life-altering, you know, situation, right? So for me, that was my wake-up call. And I just did simple things like lowering my sugar, so instead of me having sweet tea, I had unsweet tea. Instead of me having juice, I would have water. Yeah. Instead of having a soda, I would have maybe a diet soda. Or, you know, instead of ordering fries, I would order a salad. You know, instead of having bread with the burger, I would just have like a, like a, a bunless burger. And believe it or not, I actually prefer not to eat bread now. I actually don't even enjoy bread. I like don't even miss it. I like don't even care. <laughs> Right. So it's like one of those things that's like once you get rid of it, you don't miss it. Right. Like, you know, now now if a doctor were to tell me you, you can never eat pickles again, I'd be like, OK, you know what? Just just kill me now because I can't live without pickles. <laughs> I need pickles. Right. So for me, it was like this isn't a death sentence, although it felt like it. These are things I can change it. And, you know, I've always fasted. By accident, I didn't actually know that I was intermittent fasting until like my sister told me was like, oh, so you already like intermittent fast. I was like, I don't even know what that is. But she basically was like, you know, you fast from like you don't eat from like the time after you eat dinner until like the next day to like 1130 or like 12. I was like, well, I do that anyways, because I'm never really hungry in in the morning. So I've noticed that when I made better decisions, when I eat lunch helped, you know. 
And yeah. I went from 258 to now I'm 217. That's 41 pounds. Wow. That's 41 wow. pounds. So That's right. Yeah. So I feel the same, like as far as body confidence and all this stuff, but I have more energy. I'm able to do more. I feel stronger. I didn't realize how much, how bad I felt physically until after I cut all that sugar and all that stuff out to lower my blood sugar. And now I don't have as many headaches. I'm not as dizzy. I don't get tired as easily. I go to bed at like a decent time. I'm tired. Like, you know, like it's, I feel good, you know? And, you know, I've always mentally felt body confident stuff, but that type two diabetes was the physical wake up call because you can't go based off of how you look. Because if I went based off of how I actually look, I would have, I mean, what? I, I would still have it and I wouldn't, and I wouldn't even know. I'd be in trouble. Yeah, I, no, I totally understand you. And sometimes it just needs a wake up call like that. And then you actually see you, you're doing better for yourself. Like you said, you, you maybe couldn't have imagined having, um, I, I, I don't know, I'll just put that out there, like maybe a healthy snack now and then. And exactly. then you just got to love it actually, yeah. right? And yeah. you're like, wow, I actually feel, I, I don't just like this. I actually feel better mentally and physically. And this yeah. is just... What I find so amazing as well, we get that all the time comments um, for us on our app as well, like where they say, hey, like we've changed our life around and they didn't think it would be possible that this is actually fun or this is a lifestyle they want to pursue because they actually feel better. And that's what it's all about, right? It's yeah. just to, to nail, nail down on that again, right? It's not for changing for anyone else or for looking in a certain ideal way. It's how, how do you feel like mentally and physically? And they're both connected mental and physical um, parts. So it's, it's, it's so wonderful to hear that. And yeah. um, obviously like the, the losing weight is a side effect, but it's, it's what else is it about? How you feel, your energy levels. I'm taking, you have exactly. more energy as well, probably, right? When, when you had changed your lifestyle. Yeah, I have so much more energy. And you know, I talked about my, I call it my unintentional weight loss because my weight loss wasn't intentional. My whole intention was to lower my blood sugar and to be at a point where I did not have to take diabetic medication. That was my intention. And people have to understand that. Like, that was my intention. It just so happened with that intention, I had a weight loss. And people are yeah. like, oh, like, oh, like you lost so much weight. Like, you can be body positive if you lose weight. And da, da, da. I'm like, okay, so you wanted me to stay at the size I was, have a high blood sugar, and risk myself dying so I don't have kids to fit your standard of what body positivity is? What? Yeah. What? That's, that's the same direction then again, right? Like, I mean, even if you, if you have, let's say, um, a leaner body, you can still be body positive, right? You can still. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. That, that just does not make sense. It doesn't make sense. Because you go then exactly in the, in the other direction again. Exactly. And where, where it comes from. So, yeah, I, I feel you on and that I, one. And I, I, I hate when people in the body positivity movement try to pull that bullshit, it is unnecessary, it is unworthy, because body positivity is for every single person. If you are alive, if you are breathing, if you are on this earth, body positivity is for you. Yeah. And that's just Definitely. it. It doesn't matter how tall, small, big, light, dark you are. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's for you, and everybody should feel confident in the body that they're in. You know, 
Yeah. And, you know, it's just crazy how people will take somebody's weight loss and try to make it about them. It's like, my weight loss has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with me and my medical benefits. I don't want type 2 diet, diabetes, but I have it, you know? It's not like the first thing I wanted. Like, I woke up in the morning and was like, man, I, I would really love to have some diabetes, you know? Like, yeah. people don't want this. Yeah. But when you have no, it, of you have to, like, deal with it and you have to make changes for yourself. And now that I have it, I've become, like, a diabetic advocate, right? I've been able to reach people. And I didn't know how many people that followed me actually have it, too. When I, like, announced that I had it and how I felt, I shit you not, I probably had... 140 plus direct messages from people wow. that were like, yeah. oh my God, I have it. My uncle has it. My sister has it. I have it. I have it. I have it. It's so like refreshing to have somebody else talk about it. And this is how yeah. I felt. This, this, this is what I did. This is what I do. And you know, I took all the information. And yes, I took an entire day and I responded to every single person and I, and I, and I chatted with at least half of them about, you know, how to like any like advice about how to deal with this. And it was so refreshing. It was so heartwarming for me to know that I'm not alone. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. And I, I guess you like all these people there, they must be so, um, yeah, so amazed and so happy to have someone who talks about it openly and gives them advice as well. Right. So exactly. that's just for me, like I see my body like as my home, like I live in it. Yes. Uh, it's, it's like a nice term I find. And I just find it so important. Like you said yourself, you just have to, you have to feel good with it. No one else, like it's your body and no one else's. Like this would be um, a question what, what we get asked so often as well, like how to start and feel good within your home, your body. Like, exactly. What, what would you give people out there? Like what, what could first steps be for them if they are just starting out and actually reconnecting with themselves. Yeah. Have you got any advice for our people out there? I do. I would tell them to try to find things that make them feel physically good. Like, let's say, for instance, you go out and you have a bunch of tacos and like a margarita. The next day, you don't feel good. You might want to be like, okay, well, I had this, this, and this, and I don't feel too great afterwards the next morning. Maybe next time I won't have this, or maybe I'll lower my intake of this, right? So it's all about mon it's all about being self-aware. It's all about being aware of not only your surroundings, because there's so many of us that are so self-aware about what that what can harm us physically, right? Like people won't go on motorcycles because they're like, oh well. What if I get hurt? Or what if this happens? Or people don't want to go skydiving because they're like, well, what if this happens? What if this happens? You know, there's things that people always worry about what could happen to them physically. But there's things that you do every day. There's things you put into your body every day that affects you internally. That, yeah. that only that it not only affects you internally, it affects your mindset. It affects your, it like affects your habits. It affects the things that you do day in and day out. You know, so my biggest advice is for people to be more self-aware of what you put into your body and less aware of what can hurt you externally, because we're always going to have that natural human instinct of, oh, I'm not going to do that because I could physically get get hurt. You know, like nobody's going to jump in a ring with Mike Tyson, <laughs> you know, 
Like, you know <laughs> better, know, right? Know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, it's the same thing. I mean, it's the same thing with COVID, right? It's like so many yeah. people, I saw this meme that people made, and it was like, if COVID was a person, Americans would buy every gun, every piece of ammunition, every bunker, every piece of bulletproof everything to stop themselves from getting attacked by this human called COVID. But because COVID is like this virus thing that affects people internally, people don't take the proper like precautions to prevent themselves from getting it. They, they don't take it as serious because it's not something that they can physically see, you know? Yeah. And it's the same thing yeah. with like being self-aware. Like, so, like there's so many people that are so self-unaware about the things they put into their body. Even me, I was unaware that cran grape was unhealthy for me. I was drinking cran eight. I mean, I, I was drinking cran grape and cran apple like water, okay? I didn't yeah. realize it had 42 added sugars. That's what gave me type 2 diabetes. If I was more self-aware, yeah. I probably wouldn't have mm. it. Yeah, you know? I'm totally with you. Like it's like if I if I summarize what I've I've learned from you today, it's like definitely being more aware. Yes. Like also the education is missing and also like being you and being proud of yourself, right? In whatever shape, color, or form, because you are beautiful and that's just such a valuable lesson for life. And, and exactly. It just comes down to all, all these things, but you just have to reconnect with yourself. So thanks so much for that, Kelvin. Like, um, thanks for joining us, first of all. Like, you've, you've certainly given us some food for thought and for the Fasic family out there. And yeah. it really was a pleasure to have you here. It was so, a pleasure, yeah. Great. Thank you for having me, Phil. Perfect. All okay, right. bro. Thanks so much, Kelvin. Of course. Take it easy. All right, bye. It's important to us that we support every member of the Fasic family in loving yourself and loving the life you deserve. And Kelvin's message really speaks for that. So if you're listening and you're interested in learning more about Kelvin or checking out his book, Notoriously Dapper, head over to the description and check out the link. It's definitely worth it, guys. So thanks for tuning in and see you next time on the Feel Good Podcast. Take care, everyone.